This is Mitch. This is Keith. And you're listening to Layman's Term Podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast where we discuss the sermon series, uh, most recent sermon at First United Methodist Church in Kearney. And as layman, lay people, not as clergy. So Keith and I, Keith, you clergy? Nope. Me neither. And no formal training whatsoever. That's right. No formal training here, just a couple guys who love Jesus and like talking about the past message that we've had, kind of uh, breaking it apart, uh, carrying on the conversation beyond Sunday morning. So we're glad you joined us. Uh, this message, final uh, sermon of the Scatter series where we talk about harvest and we are reading the scripture today from Matthew 9, 35 through 38. The workers are few. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Yeah. Um, so... The the first thing that kind of jumped out um, with me with the sermon overall was early early on, um, he, Adam says, you know, in Jesus' travels, he became famous not just for his teaching, but also his healing, right? So, Jesus wasn't just a great teacher or a great healer. It was like the combination that really, you know, made him, I guess, unique or, 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 or different, right? Um so, my first question was, um, could he have been as impactful without doing both of the, like without doing one or the other, right? Oh like, yeah, uh, you know what I, I mean. I, no, <laughs> I don't. I think that was the secret sauce, right? Um, his his miracles were just that miracles. They were. Um, performed on behalf of the power of God that were miraculous occurrences that were inexplicable and the healings were um, healing of things that had no cures at the known time so it immediately um, gained gained acclaim and people were mesmerized by it because it they were miracles miracles and miracle healings and then coming with it, that made, that's what made people listen. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that um, there 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 have been great teachers out there that you know could could teach um, lots of things, lots of things, and people respect them in their in their in their ways. Uh, but they're just a great teacher at that point, right? Um, and what I what I what I the the, the kind of whole. Um, series and then maybe a little bit of the series before that we had is is leading my mind down this um, path of the fact that uh, his his healing you know so, there, there's other occasions but um, it, it's always because he felt something for the person right like he was mm -hmm. empathetic and it wasn't it wasn't ne necessarily one of those things that he just went out and was like, you know what, today I'm going to heal ten people. Let's yeah. go find ten people and heal them, right? Um, but it was always these situations where he comes across somebody and he just feels this compassion to to do this thing. It wasn't really his plan, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like his plan was to be was a to great continue. teacher. Yeah. Was I think right to, to explain the explain through parables what the kingdom of heaven is like. Yeah. And. Yeah, I could just see it, right? He's like telling the parables, and he's like, "Hold on, stop! Hold They're on. lowering a guy down. Here. Hold, hold on, on okay. hold on! Somebody's it's coming out. Somebody's <laughs> coming. Something, something's happening out of the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and you know, okay. And then there'd be a healing, and, and then get back to teaching, and people like blown away. And then I think more keyed in to, oh my goodness, what's he going to say next? What does it yeah. mean? How can I apply it? Um, and you know. For us, we have you know, two thousand years of retrospect to um, to better apply, right? Um, but we have the we just had to live off the written down um, tribal knowledge, word uh, uh, word of mouth of the miracles and the witnesses, the eyewitnesses of all the mirac- miracles and healings, um, but still all the teachings are beautifully preserved yeah for us to study and talk through and podcast about and podcast about it and i just i just think that's it's it's such a mind shift for me i think i think personally over the years is thinking about um you know everything that jesus did was intentional right like he 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 had a plan and he was, you know, I mean, you'd say it's God's plan, but, you know, he had a plan, he was intentional with it. But some of this stuff really makes you feel like some of the things he did was very unintentional. It was like in the moment, you know, just just feeling it. Serendipitous. Yeah. Shout out to Pastor Dale. Yeah, Pastor Dale. So, yeah, I, I just think that's um, kind of a, a cool perspective to have on it, that not, not everything in his, uh, you know, daily life was was planned so um now i now i want to get into the the meteor question okay this is like a pretty pretty meteor meat meat meaty yeah i was gonna say beefy. is this is this gonna have a, a large beefy. impact <laughs> Be, yeah large large impact meaty um okay so later on he he talks about um you know having having compassion, right? What we just talked about, having compassion on people, right? So Matthew Matthew 9, 35, he had compassion on them, right? When he's talking about the crowds of people that that Jesus encountered. Um, So Adam says, our eligibility to participate in God's harvest is determined by how we view the world, with contempt or with compassion. Mm. Okay, so I think there's another way to say this too. Um, is there something to be saved here? That's, <laughs> uh, well, I think, I think, think about this. Do you view people as mostly good or do you view people as mostly bad? Right. Okay. So, and I, I'll give you an example. Uh, so I've worked customer service a, a lot okay. in my lifetime. Okay. <laughs> And, uh, you know, when you, when you get somebody that, you know, says, oh, my package was never delivered, right? Like I ordered this thing from Amazon and never got delivered. Uh, do you, do you view that as, oh yeah, right. Or do you view that as, oh my gosh, that's, that's crazy. Let me help you. Let me help you. Right. Okay. 
And that's that comes from that worldview of do you believe that people are mostly are you, bad or mostly good? And do you believe that you're conditioned that way throughout your life? Oh, yeah. You come to that conclusion? Yeah. Are people normally, are we born trusting? Mm -hmm. And um, I think so. Yeah. I think we get conditioned. We, we get conditioned further and further away from optimistic trust. Yeah. I, well, I, I would tell you working, um, working retail, uh, heck, working as a waiter through college and stuff. Some, I you just know. find it so Oof. much, it's just so much easier to just trust everybody. <laughs> it's good it's intention. Less work. It's less work to just trust ever trust everything's good <laughs> intentions and not have to, not have to, you know, uh, muddle through it. But I'm a positive guy, Keith. You are, you are a very positive person. Uh, but anyways, I, I just think that that's, uh, you know, the, the mindset, right? Like he's saying that without saying that is how, how we view the world. Do we, do we view the world as bad? Do we, do we view it with contempt or do we view the world as good and we have compassion, you know, um, for those in, in, in situations. And I think, you know, the same thing kind of goes with, um, you know, we've got these, we've got these homeless packs in the lobby. Um, and, you know, it's like, you know, the homeless, there's two, there's two ways to look at it. Like, oh, they could not be homeless if they didn't want to be, right? Or, rump, rump, rump. or they're in a really bad spot. Or there's a crisis situation or a whole laundry list of yeah. crisis situations that have led to this point. Yeah. And there's a story there that we don't know, but it's not our, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe we're not supposed to know the story at this time. Maybe there's a time you do need to know that story, but... Yeah. Yeah, uh, so if you it's, got an opportunity to share a homeless mm -hmm. pack, and, or if you're here in the Kearney area and want to pick up some homeless packs to put in your car to share with um, share with folks in need when the opportunity arises, you can get some of those from the lobby and put them in your car. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, so that that's really kind of what jumped out at me because I would say that there was a there was a, a long time in my life where I viewed the world and people as mainly bad, right? Uh, and it wasn't until, I don't know, it wasn't until maybe eight years ago, 10 years ago that like I, I made that mental switch a little bit. Um, some of it was a job change, you know, and, and, um, and I, and I kind of made that mental switch where I realized that the vast majority of people are, are, are actually really, really good. Yeah. And I, I, for me, kind of that shift came probably around that same time, but with some theological studies. I was, I was doing kind of understanding some of the arguments, arguments for for God um, is the fact that we all understand right and wrong. Mm. We don't. We may not do it, but we understand it inherently. We know treating someone poorly. Ninety nine percent of us know. <laughs> I think there'd be some ethics uh, and uh, morality teachers out there that would start arguing with us. There might be, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to get in. I, I, I wouldn't want to get in an classes. argument. I wouldn't want to get in an argument with them, Keith. No, I would no. try to keep it. You, know. you you'd just probably walk away. No, <laughs> so I would want to give them a hug. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I, I mean, I think some people would say, "Is the is the is the right and wrong." more taught to you is it more innate or is it more taught you know is it 
is it innate or is it taught from a societal level, right? Um, and you can look at all the all the the woes of humanity since existence of like I mean, take slavery for example, right? I mean, there's there's still parts of our world today that um, it's completely normal. Uh, and so then think 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago even, um, where it was more prevalent, um, there's probably a lot of people that didn't think it was bad, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like as a, as a, as a morality question, they just, it was just normal for them, right? It was in the context of which they were living. Right. But if you broke it down to um, role reversal, Oh, like, they, yeah, they wouldn't want to be a slave. Well, no. no. Yeah, they would have recognized. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Uh, I, would, I, would, I would agree with that. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, going, going through the rest of it, anything, anything kind of jump out at you? Um, well, you know, this whole series, this whole series, it's a – it's a difficult one, really, because to get into the meat of it, we're we're talking about stewardship. We're talking about um, campaigns of like uh, being responsible with with our resources, with the resources God's given us to Im- improve um, the world around us mm-hmm. and share the gospel in a way that um, is compelling and creates opportunities for people to accept Christ and. Um, through that, you know, it requires funding and resources and um, these different opportunities. So then we, you know, we, it's a campaign that we talk about um, giving and giving to your local church to support these opportunities in your local context, which is which is a fantastic um, example of of taking part in the harvest. Yeah. Um... And, you know, Adam kind of hits that up um, towards the end and when he says the first qualification to work in the harvest is not that you're an expert or you have all this experience. The first qualification to work in the harvest is to be willing, right? Because Matthew 9, 38 says the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Um, God will send us if we're, if we're willing, right? Uh, and I think that, you know, if you look at, I think it's encouraging as yeah. a lay person, right? Keith, we're lay people. We're sitting here yeah. um, having this discussion about... We're not lying down, though. No. <laughs> we're, we're sitting. Not, I said we're sit, sit people. We're sit people. We're sit people. We're laity, Keith. <laughs> but we're non, non-clergy. It hasn't the the harvest, the work, the um, the planting, the sowing, the the reaping is not left to some elect few the work can be done the work can be done by everyone and it's it's putting in time it's putting in um your efforts to to participate and i love that the first qualification to work in the harvest is not that you're an expert yep you don't have to to have a degree in bible first Mm. you may end up with all that knowledge down the road but at the beginning you just have to be willing yeah, and humble to say I don't I don't know those answers, but let's go find them out together. Yeah, I'll walk with you. Yeah, and I think that uh, that's a really good. This is a really good example of 
Uh, I've never, I've never lived on a farm, never worked on a farm, but I've heard stories. Um, and if you ask, <laughs> I've heard stories. I've heard, I've read a book. If you ask anybody that's ever there lived. There was a farmer in Adele once. There was a farmer in Adele. Anyway, uh, if you, if you've asked a farmer or anybody that's worked on a farm, uh, is there ever not any work? There's always work to do. Always work. Always work to do. Right. Uh, and so I think that people would get that. And do you, you know, to go out and help with the, uh, with the harvest, do you, do you need to know anything about how the pumpkins grew to go cut no, them? That's and, awesome. No, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't need, you, you don't need to know anything. Just go out there and start harvesting. Right. Um, and then you learn over time the the things that you that you need to do. So I, I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting because uh, there's a there's a subtle there's a subtle point to it too that I don't think people realize. Um, but it's work that you'll start, but you'll never finish. Mm. Right. So, uh, you know, I think of, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge as an example, the bridge is so long, uh, and it, you know, it's water and, you know, so they got to paint it, right. They got to constantly have a caustic environment, right. Okay. So they start from one end and it takes them like over a year or something. It's like two or three years or something to paint the bridge from one end to the next. And by the time that they're done painting the bridge, they got to start all over. It's time to paint the beginning portion again, right? So when you get that job and they're like, hey, your job is to paint the bridge. Cool. What do I do when the bridge is done being painted? It's, it's never. <laughs> it's time for the next coat. It's time for the next coat, right? Uh, and it's the, same, it's the same thing here. You know, you, you, um, the, the work is plentiful. There's always another harvest. Man, that's good. It's pretty, that's pretty deep, but you got to start and you got to be willing to start. So the seeds have been planted. You can help plant the seeds. You can care for and grow and you can also participate in the harvest of seeds. Others planted, others grew. You're just here to help at a different stage in the process. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Well, this is Mitch. And this is Keith. And you've listened to the Layman's Term Podcast. Hope to catch you next week. Later.